Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 53. Today is Monday, April 5th, 2021. What's up, my thought criminals? Darren Wisely here, and you are now entering a free speech zone. Well, at least for now, until they take the show down. <laughs> But as usual, I'm just here to give you the non-PC, unapologetic truth. And I hope everyone had a great Easter weekend. Oh, wait, I guess I'm not allowed to say that. Uh, (laughs) A holiday weekend, you know, the the Easter Bunny. I hope the Easter Bunny showed up to your door, probably wearing a mask and uh, six foot apart. And I hope he wore gloves when he planted those eggs. Uh, but uh, that's a little bit about what we're actually going to talk about today is these Karens who just have to control everything. And uh, we got a Batman theme here, the Dark Karen Rises. So, And I'm also going to touch on today how the media is what fuels all this, how it prods them along to take this insanity to new levels. But before we get into all that, I just want to make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review if you haven't yet. Uh, If you want to see what I'm up to, check out my Twitter, my Facebook. If you like what we're doing here, you want to support the show, you can donate on anchor.fm. That's the page. I also got a Patreon, and I'll I'll leave a link to those. And I am in the works. I'm very close to having kind of some goodie packages for supporting listeners. And I'll probably describe that next episode. But don't think, oh, I want to wait till then. You know, if you join to support before then you'll still get in on it, so don't worry about that. But one thing to keep in mind is I always say it never costs you a dime to share this show with your friends. I get a lot of flack from people all the time, but really if this show offends you, then really you need to do some soul searching. Because what I'm sharing is not some crazy inside information kind of things that I claim to have, some conspiracy, ooh. It's really just what's behind this thinly veiled curtain. And it's becoming even more and more thin as time goes on. But people get so upset because they've lived their whole lives thinking a certain way. And they just do not want to confront that truth. It's a very hard thing to do. So instead of using their anger to go after these insanely corrupt Ferenkis, they shoot the messenger. So they come after me, but that's fine. Someone's got to get the truth out there. And that's why I just enjoy talking to you guys so much. It's 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 a real breath of fresh air um, just to be around some sane people when I can. So I'm just sick and tired of these Karens running around with two masks on thinking they can tell other people what to do. I mean, what gives them the right to do that? You know, early on when all of this started, you know, I figured out very quickly that the whole thing was bogus. After about a week... When there weren't bodies piling up, no one I knew had died, no one I knew it was even sick. <laughs> so, if this was really that concerning, there should have been bodies in the streets. Well, there weren't. As soon as the government decided to lock us down, I knew exactly where it was headed. 
And as Milton Friedman says, no such thing as a temporary government program. Look, I get it. People are scared. But what's crazy is then I underestimated people. I knew things weren't looking good with these lockdowns, how everyone was going to go along and comply. But I really thought, you know, by this year, really I thought by the summer things would be back to normal. So while I predicted that the government wasn't going to just let go of power, I thought people would be so fed up, things would have to open back up by, you know, midsummer. Um, but it's just not the case. I go into a store, 98% of these jokers are still wearing masks. We're, we're over a year into this thing. I really underestimate it. It's really disappointing, actually. And I know plenty of people don't actually think they're doing anything wearing these masks. They just don't want to be harassed by the Karens. They just want to get in and out. And I kind of feel for them because sometimes I go into a store and I'm just not in the mood to deal with these degenerates. And I know, hey, if I just put this mask on, it'll save me from dealing with all them. But I know if I wear a mask, then I'm a hypocrite because I constantly speak out against it. And I'm just adding validity to this whole facade. There's a place I absolutely have to go and it's the only way in. Then there's a few places I've done that. Very, very few. Any other place, like a grocery store, I will not. Uh, if they want to kick me out, fine. If they ask me to leave, I, I'll leave and I'll go somewhere else. My work, hundreds of people work in this building, and I'm one of two individuals that doesn't wear this stupid mask. The compliance rate uh, is very high, almost as high as your chances of survival from getting COVID. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I'm just so run down from these confrontations. It just, it makes going places not enjoyable, you know. I really used to like just going to a mall, going to a store, just kind of walking around, uh, especially when it's nicer out, like spring, summer, early fall, and just kind of have my own thoughts, uh, see what's going on. And, you know, now I just don't enjoy that because every time I go into a different store, I have to be prepared for these confrontations. And it would be just much easier to wear the thing. But I know I'd hate myself for being compliant, giving in, and being part of this problem. So I got to do what I got to do to live with myself, and it is what it is. But sometimes it is uh, just demoralizing. You know, in Hillsdale, things are a lot different than if you're listening and you're from a big city. You know, this is a rural, conservative area. They don't really enforce it bad. There's not probably as high a proportion of Karens in the population. But even here, I was in Kroger today, I was the only person not wearing a mask. And it seems actually like more people are doing it now than a few months ago, which I'm not really sure why that is. It could be because our absolute piece of human filth. Governor, her new orders, which, you know, they change all the time, there's no rhyme or reason to, could be because of that. Or it could be, which I suspect, is they're just so worn down from dealing with it. It, it takes a toll on you. Unless you're really one of these people that's just up for that fight. That is exactly what they want. They want to wear us down. They want to take our spirit away and demoralize us and pound us into submission. And it's working on a lot of people. On the topic, I want to tell you guys a quick story I thought you'd get a kick, up, kick out of. You know, usually the people who do harass me in stores are employees, new security guard losers who 
Mostly are just fat slobs who can't get a job anywhere else, who guard the doors. I can't even really understand what they're saying most of the time. They're just kind of mumbling through their mask. I just walk away briskly and, you know, they're too lazy to get up and do anything, so it's really not that big a deal. But rarely does another customer, uh, a non-employee in there, say anything. And if they do, you know, I've mentioned in some other episodes, maybe just a comment to themselves under their breath, but a little loud. But it's just because they're so soft. They can't even just say it to me directly. Hey, you got a problem? Say it. <laughs> I can hear you. Just like these people side-eyeing me through their masks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. I was in Bloomington, which is a real, real liberal town. It, it's kind of like Ann Arbor in Michigan, but I call it the liberal mecca of Indiana because Indiana's a, more of a red state, but uh, being a college town, Bloomington is very, very left-wing. And I have so many absurd stories with those commies down there when I was in school, and maybe one of these times I'll share some of those episodes. I think you'd find some of them pretty funny. Anyways, I'm in a Kroger down there in Bloomington. And, you know, the places in this town being bigger, being left-wing, they're much more stricter in their enforcement. But I have never had a problem at a Kroger down there. It's the same kind of deal. There's a guard. They don't really care. You go in, no one bothers you. You get in and out, which I like. Because I don't go into these places, you know, I'm not looking for a fight. I'm not looking for a confrontation. I just want to be left alone. And that's why it's frustrating, because I never know if I will be or not. Sometimes I just wear my headphones in, so, you know, that's a good enough excuse right there. So I'm going into this Kroger real quick, literally just need one thing. Walk in. I'm going in kind of in the front, uh, just kind of a beeline to the corner of the store. And this dude tries to confront me. Just some random dude. He's he's your typical kind of late 20s, early 30s, low T, beta male, NPC type. And he stops me and he says, what makes you better than everyone else? And I'm just like, pardon me? Like, I just turn around because we're going opposite ways. And he points to his face and he's all just in a tiz. No mask. <laughs> I'm just trying to not laugh at this dude. But I am just like, uh, uh, excuse me, do I know you? And he's like, no, no, I just want to know why you're not wearing a mask. Everyone else is. And I'm like, dude, I'm just not playing along with the charade. The pretending is over for me. It has been for a long time. And he goes, oh, and just storms off. He's all pissy. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of get a chuckle out of it. But as I go to pick up what I'm looking for, I'm thinking, what makes this completely random stranger think he has the right to confront me, someone he doesn't know. I don't know this guy. I don't owe him anything. I don't owe him an explanation for what I'm doing. I don't. I didn't have to answer him. But sometimes, you know, I just can't help myself. And I, I do get a kick out of interacting with these brainwashed fools every once in a while. Especially, sh sure, in a town like this, they don't even hear the other side because the media and because it's such a left-wing town, it's, it's all pushing the same narrative. So, but just the complete audacity, you know, one of these male Karens, just complete scum. It's just incredibly obvious that this kid is a product of not being bullied in school, participation trophies, and, and all of that, because he, he's entitled. He's entitled to tell someone else what to do. <laughs> well, too bad, bucko, I'm not going along with it. <laughs> I don't know you, and I'm not going to listen to you. 
to get what I need, go to the U-Scan to check out. And lo and behold, right across from me, here is Ada Brian or whatever this guy's name is. And, you know, I don't like being the initial aggressor, as I've kind of pointed out. So I ignore him. I'm just trying to get out of there, going my way. <laughs> but he has to open his big beta mouth and say something. And it was kind of muffled, kind of mumbled, so I didn't really know what he said. I said, hey man, you're, you're mumbling through that face diaper. I can't really hear you. <laughs> Ooh, that that uh, torqued him off all right. He was not too happy about that. And he just kind of came unglued, and he, which he already kind of was from the beginning. But he said, why can't you just care about people? And this whole kind of narrative gets on my nerves, like like this is about caring about people. That's, I mean, are you that shallow? You cannot figure this out? And I just said to him, I said, you can care about people. That is great. But wearing a stupid mask ain't it. It is simply virtue signaling. That's what I told him. I told him you are not doing anything else. You are not caring. You are showing people that you care. You see the difference? And that is exactly the problem with the progressive mentality that we have to control everyone for their own good. See, we're going to tell you what to do, but it's for your good. It's for society's good. Well, I just want to be left alone. I don't want to deal with people like you. I'm not bugging you. Why do you have to bug me? I just don't get this way of thinking. But it's everywhere. You know, I see people all the time wearing things or doing things I don't like or don't agree with. You know, a Bernie Sanders shirt or, or a Che shirt, even worse. You know, I don't stop them and say, well, you know, this guy killed a bunch of people. No, it, who cares? You know, let them go on their way. It's, it's not my problem. I don't say anything. Why? Because it's none of my business. But Karens don't get that. They have to police everyone for every little thing. <sighs> So his response to me saying that he's just virtue signaling, he was very unglued. I don't remember exactly, but I was bagging my groceries. I was getting out of there. And I just said, hey, enjoy your soy. I hope that gets your testosterone up. <laughs> and he just yelled at me, I hope you enjoy your meat, or something like that. I, which is kind of funny because I wasn't even buying food. But uh, I do like meat. So if that's the best insult you have, then, then I'm fine with that. So that's kind of what it's there for, is to eat. So... This theater charade, it's just absurd. It, it really is. You know, when I was down there, I also saw a guy walking a dog by himself outside with a mask on, all by himself. It's like, dude, what the hell do you think that's going to do? I mean, use your brain. And I've heard stories about this on Twitter. I've seen plenty of people driving their car alone with one, but walking your dog outside? This is the first time I've actually seen that, and it just, it baffled me. You know, it was like I saw, you know, Haley's Comet or one of these kind of things. You hear people talk about them like, oh man, I actually witnessed this crazy thing. I mean, if you really needed a mask to walk your dog outside alone, we'd all be dead. We'd all be screwed. It'd be all over. That'd be it. It just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> just the fact that it's been over a year and people are still going with this. It, it, it is just mind-boggling. It blows my mind. I had a lot more hope 
for people than this, but it is kind of depressing. 13 months into this thing. That's why I appreciate just talking to you guys who get it. But, you know, really what it comes down to for these Karens is they just get a fix out of complaining to the manager or talking to the principal or the coach or tattling to someone else about their children. But now, now that we have this COVID charade, it is like a drug for them. It is like a brand new high that they have never had and they want to keep as long as possible. It gives their pathetic life some real meaning now. They have a purpose. They can make sure other people are masking up and following the rules. See, they're here to save lives. They're crusaders on a mission. They need this because now this pointless BS they'd been complaining about before, well, now they just have a much higher purpose to pursue. The cult of Tony Fauci and the COVID liturgy. And what contributes to all this fear and this compliance people have and the way these Karens are acting? Well, it's the media, of course. I just can't believe lie after lie after lie. People still gobble this up like hogs at a trough. Then they have the nerve to tell me what to do. You see, these people don't think for themselves. They hear something and they regurgitate it. And that's all they can do. They can't actually think. They can't actually analyze. They can't see this doesn't logically follow. They don't look at patterns. They hear something, they hear that someone else is bad for not doing it, and so they must act on that. I really just can't watch TV anymore. I really haven't for a long time because it's just so fake. But it's gotten more and more absurd very quickly the past year. Every very once in a while, on rare occasion, turn on the news and you know, get a laugh, because when they cry about Trump's tweets or something he said, you know, it's kind of funny. It's ridiculous, but in a kind of, you know, funny way, because they're so serious about it. But now it's just gotten so out of hand. I just cannot turn it on. I will just instantly get pissed off. So I just don't. But I've been trying to watch this George Floyd thing, or the uh, Chauvin trial, actually, because I want to see what actually gets into evidence, what the arguments are, what's really going on. And I don't want to derail on all of that, uh, on that subject, because I want to release an episode kind of going through that and tell you what's really going on, because of course the media narrative is going to be fake. So I've been trying to watch it as much as possible. And I have it on uh, NBC or whatever one of these, you know, propaganda channels. And, uh, the news, you know, while I'm waiting for it to start, the news is on. It is just so absurd. Just so fake. I just don't get how people believe this stuff. You know, they start the show. Here is what you need to know. And it's all crap about COVID. And they represent the entire thing as if this is complete fact. No questions asked 100%. They bring on these so-called experts who are just puppets for big pharma. Do they even once have anyone from the other side on? Of course not. <laughs> because it'd blow up their entire narrative. 
There's plenty of real doctors from top universities who are against this insanity. Check out the Great Barrington Declaration. There's Harvard, John Hopkins, all these top schools. I mean, these guys are legit. There's no way you can just write them off as kooks. But the problem is, if they brought these guys on, not even to say that they're 100% right, but just to give some pushback, just to hear another side. See, that's what real journalism would be. You'd bring in two sides and people could decide for themselves. Of course, we don't have that. But if they brought in uh, these people from the other side, well, the whole thing would just be blown up in minutes because what would they counter it with? What would they say? You know, all they have is their sheet of talking points, slogans, mask up, save lives, trust the experts. You know, I mean, when you were presented with an actual real argument that is based on science, they don't have anything. All they have is slogans. It's not science they're using. They tell people that, I'm so smart, I saw science, I saw it on TV. <laughs> if they brought these guys on, even the most brainwashed idiot would have to think twice before listening to anything they say on the news again. So they have to keep these people out, out of sight, out of mind. These people can't be shown anything relatively high profile. Same with social media. I mean, you see it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that. There, anything that mentions COVID that isn't directly in line with the narrative given, the script, has to have this little disclaimer. This is misleading. This is misinformation. Uh, COVID is safe. The COVID vaccine safe. COVID is this. Fauci is this. Joe Biden's this, you know. Again, I'm, I'm, I have the stupid propaganda network on while I'm doing some work on my laptop, waiting for the trial to get underway. And everything on there is vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. I mean, just nonstop. Like, I would look up and I wasn't sure if it was a commercial for the vaccine or just the actual program. <laughs> I mean, everything. It's nonstop. You know, oh, the vaccine rollout strategy. Ooh, here's how you get the vaccine. We're tracking the virus. They make it seem like everyone and their brother is out getting this vaccine. And it's a psychological effect because when people look at that, they think, oh my gosh, everyone's getting it. I need to get it, you know, while it's in stock or I don't want to be the only one not getting it. You know, it's this kind of thing. Almost they make it out like it's a luxury item, right? There's a, there's a low supply, high demand. So everyone's got to rush and get it while it's your turn. And they bring on these experts. Oh, it's it's totally safe. Nothing to question. Only crazy people would, would think there could be anything at all wrong with it. It's totally safe. Nothing bad could ever happen. Well, I wonder if they brought up the fact that in February last year, Fauci said it would take seven years to produce a vaccine. They haven't even isolated this thing. And yet, less than one year a vaccine's out and we can't even question the safety of it? Just question it. Just ask a few questions, you know, before we stick a needle in our arm. I don't know. Think how absurd that is. And that is the exact reason I know something up is how hard they're pushing it. If it wasn't that big a deal to get, well, they might mention it, you know, have a little... Uh, thing at the ticker in the bottom, but they wouldn't be constantly shoving it in our face, shilling for it, telling you, oh, this is all you need to know. That's, 
that's how you know right there. That is how you know right there that something's up because they are just absolutely sham-wowing this thing. So we're supposed to just listen to the expert who's on, on this program telling people to get it. Just, just bold-faced lying into the camera. That How does he know it's safe? How can he know you won't be unable to have kids or get sick a year from now? Or five years from now. Or ten years from now. How does he know that? But he looks right in the camera and tells you there's no questions about it. I mean, if a lawyer gave bad legal advice, he could be sued for malpractice. He could even be disbarred. You'd be accountable. So how is it that these so-called health experts can get on TV, can say anything they want, when they, they, can't, they don't, can't be certain what they're talking about is correct, and there's not even good evidence. Because again, it should take seven years. And this is less than one. There's got to be risks. I mean, they could come out and be honest and say, hey, look, here's the risks. If you're in this group, maybe it's worth the risk. If you're in this group, it's not. But they're not doing that. That is, that is at the very least, negligent to not present any consideration of risks. But they can do whatever they want with no consequences. So that's why they can say whatever. But is your health not as important is your legal rights? They're held to a much lower standard, apparently. And that is exactly the problem. If any of these people shilling all this stuff had any form of real liability, they'd never, ever be saying these things. Even if they really believe this Kool-Aid that they're serving out to everyone, even if they really drank it, They'd at least have to be not so aggressive, maybe give some caveats, maybe talk about, you know, potential side effects or who should or who shouldn't. But they could not, if they had any form of liability, just get up there 100%, no questions asked. They couldn't. They'd at least want to disclaim something so they couldn't get sued. But when they're not liable, they can say whatever they want, kind of like politicians. They go on these shows, and, the, and another uh, headline... Well, this is how your kids can get it. And they show a little school bus. Why on earth would kids need it? Who wants to give their kids this vaccine? Kids are not even dying from this thing. <laughs> even with these crooked numbers, kids are not at risk. Their lives have been de destroyed enough. And now you're going to treat your own kid like a lab rat? I mean, how insane is that? I just could not believe the nonstop peddling of this sham wow product, this COVID vaccine. So why are they pushing it so hard? Well, obviously, control and compliance. It's very easy to tell when you look at who's pushing it and look who's in to make a huge chunk of change from these things. It's very, very obvious. This is a total profit scam. The very best possible scenario, it's just that these rich, big pharma scam artists are just trying to get richer, line their own pockets. And keep in mind, they're exempt from any liability from you or not, for you or I suing these big companies. Only the government can. Well, who's pushing this? Well, the government. <laughs> so you think the government's going to hold them liable? <laughs> the same government that just locked us down for a year? <laughs> the very best is it's just about greed and people trying to get richer but at the very worst it's it's an incentive to make people sick screw them up and control the population with infertility
We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying I know for certain, but at the very best, it's just to make a quick buck. And no, you're not going to be liable. So it, it's all uh, very minimal overhead costs when you can make all that money not worried about being sued down the road. High reward, no risk. <laughs> I mean, even a lot of these scientists, you know, these left-wingers, these Al Gore types, you know, who supported the global warming hoax that became climate change, and you know all about that, but there's a lot of these scientists who came out early last year and said, no to lockdowns, no to all these mandates, no to the mass, like social distancing, oh, it's six foot, of course now it's three foot, you know, you go look it up. There's people on the left who may not agree with the things I do on a lot of different issues, but they didn't support all of this absurdity and all this tyranny. They said that, nah, this, this really doesn't make sense, it's not going to help anything, and there's going to be a lot of consequences. Even they could see it. The problem is they don't get airtime, as I said earlier. And I'm sure there's many more in this profession that agree with those few who have had the courage to speak out, but they're afraid because they'll be totally destroyed for speaking the truth. That's the grip that they have on these people. It's, it's a very sad state of affairs. And I really think so many people are so on board with this compliance, these vaccines. They see them as a ticket to freedom. We're all sick of being locked down. And I think these people who are going along and not really questioning things, they think that, okay, if we get everyone vaccinated, they'll let us return to normal. Things will be like this never happened. But we all know they're still making people wear masks. They even say on, on an airplane, if you've been vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. Okay, so why did you take the vaccine? <laughs> what was the point of that? I really prefer not to be extorted into taking the stupid, uh, you know, whatever's in this vaccine. But regardless, it, it's, it's not going to be that simple. They're going to have to keep their pound of flesh. And they've, they've taken a lot of flesh. And literally, they've taken bodies. As we all know, many they've killed many people. They've destroyed many lives. 70% of people have uh, missed uh, pre-cancer screenings. The list goes on. I've done plenty of episodes on that, so you can check those out. But it's really sad that they just prey on people's fear. But the people who are pushing this, this is what you got to understand. They're not like you and me. They are complete sociopaths. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to understand why anyone would have the motive to do this stuff. But they just are different. It's the truth. So... So that's the show. We got to wake people up. Share it with your friends. But one thing before I part, it is off topic. So Scott McClellan, he is pre-releasing a book. It's called Twisted Tech. It's about internet and privacy. I know that's of a lot of interest to listeners of this show as well as myself. It certainly interests me with everything going on, but it has interested me for a few years. Uh, in law school, I did do a research project. It was like 40, 50 pages. It was called Big Data Meets Big Government, and it was all about civil liberties being infringed, how they're spying on us, how Google and these companies are in bed with government. They're not truly private companies. And it's funny because on my presentation, I had the Big Brother is Watching You from 1984 on the first slide. 
And man, I mean, that was 2009 or 2018. So, man, I could not have predicted how things crazy would have gotten. But Scott's a good dude. He went to Hillsdale College. Uh, he writes for a lot of different outlets, including Fee, which is Leonard Reed's old joint. So I did a pre-order myself. I will link to the show notes page if you want to check it out or order it. I like to support good people, so I want to plug that here. Anyways, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk later this week. I'm thinking about doing one on this whole vaccine passport thing. Uh, that's definitely an interesting topic. If you have any suggestions, shoot me an email. But uh, anyways, we'll talk to you then. Take care.